Hello, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Culture Captures Spotlight Podcast. My name is Joe. Uh, today, we're being joined by Ra. Hi, what's going on, guys? What's good, bro? Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so um, for those who aren't familiar yet, uh, Ra is a producer. He's been working with various underground artists. Um, he's worked with Golden Boy Manny. He's worked with Cello. He's worked with Vel. He's worked with... Sofago, Autumn, and more. Um, and he's based out of Chicago. And today we're just going to talk about, you know, how he's gotten to the points he has in his career. Um, yeah. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but first thing I want to, like, start with is the congratulations that's coming your way for making the – for being a part of the Summer Smash lineup this year. Because um, Manny, your homie, is going to be on the card. So I'm sure you're going to be out on stage with him, yeah? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Thanks, man. Yeah, we um, you know, it's 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 kind of crazy to think that like, you know, that like we we've made it like this far. Like, obviously, like you know, we um, just like put in a lot of work and just made good music, but like we never really expected to like do something like this crazy, you know. So we're just kind of like really excited, and yeah, like I'm just uh, super happy for Manny, and um. You know, I just can't wait to see him go crazy. So, I mean, you've performed before, right? Uh, yeah. So you had like this is definitely not like gonna be like your first show. Is it gonna be like your biggest show, kind of like as a performer? Uh, most definitely. I mean, I haven't like like done uh, DJ or done anything like this scale before. So I'm just you know super uh, excited to just get at it and do it yeah man i mean what is what's it um what are some things that you're on your end that you kind of have to be prepared for for like a big stage like that like who's kind of being in your corner like kind of helping you get ready for it uh to be completely honest with you i mean outside of my, my friends it's really just many um because like at the end of the day you know like we're just trying to uh give the best performance possible and like you know, having that energy with, uh, between me and him and then also having that energy with the, uh, crowd and whatnot. Um, it's going to be really important to, uh, make sure that we're able to capture that, which I know we will because of previous shows. Um, you know, anytime that we play a song or that they play a song that we've done together, or, um, <clears throat> I produced or, you know, anything like, cause even when it's just like the beats being played, like it's, it's always just, a vibe so you know i already know once he's up there and like going crazy motherfuckers are just gonna instantly you know start vibing with us and just like be like okay like this is this is what i want to hear I'm, I'm loving the sound let me tap in yeah when did you when did you kind of find out like how long like in advance did you know that you guys were going to be like performing on the, at the show and stuff um Dude, it was like, I'd say like a few weeks, like probably like two weeks in advance, I'd say, two, three weeks. Um, I didn't really keep track, but um, yeah, I, it was it was really crazy because like, you know, we just like didn't even um, like expect it on something like it was really just a regular day. And then just I get a, a, a text from Manny. I'm just like, 
whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that must have been, like, it's probably been, like, a goal, like, when you kind of first set out um, to make music, I'm sure, like, kind of hitting, obviously being from Chicago, too, like, hitting Lyrical Summer Smash is, like, a big, big uh, checkbox, you know, off the goals of listener share as an artist. So I wanted to move into, like, you know, when you first started making music and kind of, like, where that came from, you know what I mean? Um, So, like, kind of what age did you start not like putting out music like literally like start you know like fucking around with instruments or fl whatever it was uh shoot we have to go back super far uh i remember when i was really really young my uh i think it was my dad got me like this uh keyboard at the, at the time i didn't know what it was but uh no it's uh now that i know it was a mini keyboard that had like plenty of sounds it was like one of those uh yamaha keyboards but it was uh it's like super small and um you know like i would play around with the sounds on there but like i really didn't know what i was doing at the time but i, I enjoyed it it was cool you know it was just like yeah i'm messing with the keyboard making sounds um and then like uh fast forward a few years um i really want to play uh the drums like i'm in middle school just really wanting to like get into that sort of thing like i want to play drums i want to you know just that sort of thing and uh my auntie actually worked at a church so I would always just, like, be up there. So I would go um, into, like, where they would perform and all that. And there's a drum set. So I would just be back there just for hours, chilling, just, like, messing around. Um, and uh, I feel like that's really what kind of inspired me to do music. Like, at the time, I didn't really understand it. But now that I look back, that's really what it was. It's like, you know, just hearing the sounds and, and then just, like, playing what I hear in my head is, is so cool. So I like making it. And uh, yeah, and then I mean, if you fast forward even more, you know, um, I'm sure Manny talks about it. But, uh, you know, in high school, um, we knew each other and I took a music class. And that's kind of what really skyrocketed everything. Because, uh, you know, everybody that I was friends with at the time was just like, yeah, like, make beats like, um, do it like you you made this one beat that's like kind of cool and like when people start making beats they're not this good so keep doing it and yeah. fast forward four years here we are <laughs> oh that's cool man so yeah you, i mean you just touched on it in high school you you kind of met manny and like who else did you kind of meet in high school that kind of helped you start taking it i don't want to say more seriously but kind of start putting it out and like becoming a like full-time producer um Shoot, uh, I want to say, like, I would say everybody needs to be, to be honest. Um, uh, mainly, I'd say Deshaun, um, my homie Deshaun, he really, like, um, pushed a lot. Like, I remember I would go over to his house a lot, and we would just, like, make beats. Like, he would, he didn't know anything about making beats or anything about producing, but he would just sit there and just, like, make beats with me. Just, like, you know, we just, like, he would just be like, yeah, this is hard, like, you know, this is, this is raw. Keep doing that or try this. And he would just like, uh, just make beats with me. And like, he's actually the person that made Ross not that serious. Like the phrase, mm. um, for people that don't know, uh, he came up with that. He was like, cause originally my tag was Ross God. And then, um, I wanted to change it. He was like, we were just talking, uh, we were talking about changing the tag and we were just like coming up with phrases and he just threw it out there. Ross, not that serious. And then that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, because I wanted to ask you too. Like, where did the whole inspiration behind like the the raw like 
persona and like character would like come from from you? Is that just something completely random, or was it really just, like just like not that serious? <laughs> um, the raw persona. Well, for people that don't know, my name's actually raw. Like that's my that's my government. Um, so like there was no like you know there was no persona. Like for for the long time, I was just like trying to figure out like you know what my name would be when I started producing, and like oh, I just I'm way more focused on the music and i didn't feel like sitting there figuring out oh name generator or hey guys what should my name be i was just like i'm gonna just make it be my name so just raw yeah that's hard and it's cool too because people don't like actually think that's my real name so it's kind of like a double like cover kind of yeah bro because i've known i've known you for a while now right and like yeah i've known you personally for a while but i've known of you for longer and it's like i that has never came up once that that's like your actual name. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like people, too. I don't know. People just <laughs> say like they call me Rod and they just like say it. So I just like, and it's my name, so I don't even think of it. I'm just like, okay, so cool. You already know. No, that's like, funny as hell, bro. But that's just, I just, like I know your friends too. I'm surprised I just like never put that together or like it just came up. Um, oh you, yeah, no, people. It's just, it's really funny when people find out. <laughs> do do people like laugh like I'm doing? Uh, oh yeah, no, they're like they're really surprised they're all, they're all like just like wow like i thought that was just i thought you were just raw as fuck for coming up with that name i don't know yeah right that's funny <laughs> but really it's my og <laughs> that's yeah that's shut up man um i wanted to kind of touch base on etp i mean you you, you brushed on it a couple minutes ago um just kind of like your whole collective just i don't like manny's talked about it in like an earlier episode but if you can kind of re-explain what like what it is and like you know who's in it and stuff like that uh well ETP is basically like just uh one it's a collective of different artists um essentially and like we all kind of do our own thing but uh we're all like work together as like family sort of um and essentially like it's uh Nanny uh Vail ETP Cam um <laughs> Josh, uh, shoot, there's so many of us. It's like, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Cello. Like, I, I don't really, I don't know. Like, to be honest, like, I don't really like, yeah, it's like, a, it's an artist collective. I don't really like use, um, ETP as like a way to like kind of describe us all. I kind of just more like it's Cello or, it's credit or it's Manny, you know? Yeah, exactly. But like, ETP is just like, kind of like the, um, yeah, the umbrella of, uh, what we are. Yeah, no, it, it's super raw. And like, it stands for exit the premises. Um, yeah. For those who don't know. And like, I think it's cool. Cause you guys like you, how I understand it. And like, obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but like you guys kind of started it. And like, that was the focus. Like you guys were a group, you know what I mean? Like the original four and five of you. And then like, that idea of like let's just focus on ourselves but like keep this in our back pockets to like use whenever we kind of feel like and i think it's raw because you don't really see like you know my bad for using your name as a fucking adjective but um it is cool to see you guys like having multiple different platforms like to use especially when it's like you know social media is kind of dominant and like you're underground as hell and like you have that stability with like social media can you kind of talk about a little bit like val is in the group and like he's got a pretty fat following on tiktok and shit and like obviously you've been a part of that a little bit just seeing it from the sideline and shit obviously being his homie like talk about that a little bit too 
Um, well, shoot, Drell's TikTok go off was pretty crazy to be completely honest with you. Um, it was like really out of nowhere because I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I'm not like a big social media person, so like, you know, I'm not um, on social media all the time. So like, you know, I really didn't even know that like he was super just juiced on TikTok until like he told me. Like I'm just sitting down talking with him. He's just like, yeah, bro. Like I hit 100k on TikTok, and I'm like, whoa, like what yeah. <laughs> and i go on check and i'm like yeah you're you're going crazy bro like that's insane and yeah like yeah it was really just like it seemed like out of nowhere to be honest because like he just started out i remember he started posting videos and like i would see his tiktoks and he sent them to me but like outside of that i really didn't like uh watch it and then you know i see one of his tiktoks on my for you page and i'm like what and it has a bunch of views um yeah okay Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, bro. I remember one day he popped up on my for you page, and I was just like, "Oh, damn!" Like, <laughs> like I know who this yeah. is. Shit. And then I saw his profile. I was like, "Damn, that's fucking crazy!" Like six million likes or some shit or something like that. Like just some wild numbers. Um, but you said you don't really use like social media that much, and like, you know, that's kind of hard to do now. I feel like it's like artists, especially like they're a lot of them are super tapped in on social media, and like. I feel like people expect that. And like, you've obviously found ways to be super successful and like get your sound out there and not be so honed in on that. So like, can you kind of like lean into why that is and like how you've been able to go about doing that? Um, yeah. I mean, to be completely honest with you, I'm the main reason I'm not super into social media is cause like I'm into music. Like I'm into making the music. Like, you know, I can sit there and like, document on me because that's like even the, even like the way that i describe it like i shouldn't be calling instagram like documenting like it's because people are just like oh i'm taking an instagram video blah, 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 blah. like i don't know to me like um when i'm in the studio with manny or if when i'm in the studio with Vail or whatever i'm not on instagram posting about it i'm making music with them, you know like and if i am recording a video it's for content that i'm gonna like forget about you know in two months later i don't uh I don't know. I don't really take the, the Instagram thing seriously, to be completely honest. It's just like really it's a tool to me, you know. It's just like, oh, hi, I'm here. Here's my beast, you know. And like, it's it's cool every once in a while to interact with people that I uh, like. I see as like um, uh, people like I'm inspired by and whatnot. But you know, outside of that, like I don't I don't go on Instagram every day. Yeah. When I do um, go on Instagram, I'm on there to post and like like my homies post, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's just cool because it's like again, we t- we kind of like turn time back a year ago now, right? Like, arguably one of your biggest songs, like the Future Kings Three Vets song, was going crazy, right? And like you yeah. got your, you got your bag on that, right? And like, can you kind of talk about how that whole whole thing kind of started and like how you got that opportunity and whatnot? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so when it comes to Three Vets, uh, that was a really like random situation, like. Essentially, uh, I was just doing my thing on Instagram, just making my, uh, like, weekly beat post or whatever. And one of the um, Future Kings members reached out to me and was like, hey, you're super wrong, blah, 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 you know, uh, let's work. And um, what a lot of people don't know is that, like, we worked for a super long time before Invest. Like, Invest was the first song that they actually released. But, like, uh, and that's a whole other story, like... Uh, Manny was originally on the Three Vets beat, and like it's a, it's a whole bunch of it's a whole story. But damn, yeah, shit. So he was on that song originally. Yeah, um, it's a, it, it's a it's a really crazy story. Um, but basically, like I sent them the beat, um, 
uh, I sent them the beat and like um, they were really rocking with it and like you know they were just like yeah this is raw as fuck and blah 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 and like you know they were already hip to Manny and everything and like you know they were already rocking with him so they were like yeah like you know let's let want to get him on the song and uh, um, you know it, it didn't work out like that but um, you know that was that was the original story of it like I sent them the beat um, it was just one, another beat in a pack that I had sent because uh, uh, you know we've been working for a while. And, um, yeah, they were like, yeah. And just like I said, it didn't really end up working out like, uh, like that, but it, it, it ended up working out. So, you know, yeah. I mean, and did that, were you, did that lead to Supa coming in contact with you? And how, how did, how did you come into contact with Supa? Um, yeah, uh, Freddie, that's my, um, he's like my mentee slash manager. Um, and how I came into contact with him was, uh, it's, it's funny. It's, 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 it all kind of revolves back to Manny. Um, I remember we, we were in LA, uh, and we shot this trailer for like a super old song that we were releasing and, um, we posted it and, uh, like a few weeks go by, a few months go by and uh, I get a DM from Superboy and it's like, blah, 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 blah. You're super raw. Like this beat super hard and he sends me Manny's post and it's like, Hey, like this song is super raw. Like, you know, this is super raw. Let's work. And, you know, I joined this live like the next day and you know, that was it really. And then like once you got, yeah. So what you guys just kind of like never look back type shit and you've just been working hard ever since. Yeah, basically. Um, you know, I've been super tapped in and you know, now that's my twin. That's my brother. Like, you know, if if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have uh, uh, succeeded on the on the three vets piece. Like you know, he's a he's the main reason that I was really able to um, get that situation resolved. So uh, you know, big shout out to Freddie, and uh, you know that's that's that was <clears throat> really uh, really all thanks to him. So yeah, bro, you know? for real. I, I I remember again like seeing about that last year and just seeing him kind of stick his neck out for you like that. I was like, that's hard as fuck seeing him like with his position and shit to be able to do that for you. And like, now you're working with him on his music. You know what I mean? Um, recently you, you had a cameo in the video with autumn, right? Uh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't able to, uh, make it out to the, uh, the video shoot. Uh, I was supposed to, but you know, it's travel COVID and everything. But, um, you know, the, the, the video was super raw. I, I, I'm really, uh, like was happy with how it came out and everything. Like it was, it was super, super raw. And like, uh, you know, uh, it just, it, it really was like, I, I didn't expect it. Cause like, I didn't, um, since I didn't go, I didn't get to see any of the, the, uh, like the shot planning or anything. I didn't get to see any of the behind the scenes. So it was really just like, I saw it as like a viewer, like the first time I saw it. Cause like he sent it, sent me the video when it was finished, but I was just like, I might as well just watch it when it comes out. So I just waited waited till it dropped on YouTube. And I was just like, yeah, this is, you know, nervous snap. Yeah, man. And like, obviously autumn's like that's a huge name right now he's one of the top like uh, coming up soundcloud rappers if you will i'd say artists but like what was it like kind of hearing like oh yo he's about to be featured on my beat like that's crazy you know like how how was that uh for you and shit oh yeah that that was uh that was cool i was uh listening to um look for a while before uh that happened and it was just like kind of cool to be like you know yeah like i i one of the artists that i you know, I used to listen to slash still listen to, um, like I just got him on one of my beats and like, he actually snapped. Like, that's the thing about being a producer is like, 
you can get anybody on your song, but if they actually make a good song and like you like it, then it's like, okay, this is actually something that like is special to me. Yeah. So like, you know, when he got on it, like, cause like there's a, there's a lot of times where artists, uh, big artists get on songs and they don't do as well as people think. And it's just like, you know, whatever. But like he got on it, killed the track. And I was just like, yeah, like this is, good good music <laughs> yeah man it's a super it's super fire song like when i was getting ready for the interview like i i was i was playing that shit over hello last night i'm not even gonna lie because i was like damn this is really really raw and um i want to talk yeah, about anyone crazy on that one i want to definitely talk about um the sofago placement like, <laughs> i saw it on your spot on your um soundcloud and stuff can you, can you talk about what what that is and like that whole situation yeah but- the, the Sofago placement, ah, that's a that's a super long story. Um, not long as in like it's long, but it's just like a long time ago. Like that that happened uh, almost like three years ago, damn near. Um, damn. You know, I've like I've people don't know like Manny and I have been um, tapped into the underground for some years now. Like you know, um, and it's it's super crazy to see because like when it comes to that Sofago song. Um, how that came to fruition was I know this producer named uh, Polak, who was one of uh, Sofago's original producers, um, like one of his like original, original producers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's still bro to this day. Shout out him. Um, and, uh, you know, we tapped in, made a bunch of beats. He sent them, sent one to Fago. It got placed. And I was like, yeah, cool. This is awesome. Like, this is a great song. This is cool. Um, it, and, you know, it dropped. Um, and it's, it's still doing numbers to this day. Yeah, it was it was really just kind of like a spontaneous thing. Like he literally sent me the link, um, and then uh, I like hit up Figo and was like, "Yeah, this is hard. Let's work more." And uh, yeah, that's just kind of how it was. Yeah, man. I mean, you're definitely saying it's still doing numbers. It's definitely gonna keep doing numbers. He, he's the biggest right now. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people are tuning in and getting hip to his music who like haven't been like you and Manny have for years and like. Something I noticed when I first met you and when uh, Manny pulled up to the crib like a few months ago for that like photo shoot was you guys were playing hella small underground artists that I had never heard of before, never really seen before. And you just yeah. talked about it again. So like, let's talk about that. Like how, how, how are you and him digging on SoundCloud and like, you know, how has that helped you maybe come out in your guys's music with where you guys want to push and like end up in your lane um man that's an interesting question uh really like to be honest like i feel like the reason that we're so tapped in and like how it um how we've gotten so tapped in is just because uh quote-unquote mainstream music or 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 quote-unquote radio hits are like I mean, to me personally, they're kind of like boring. Like, you know, it gets, it gets, uh, it gets old after a while. Like, and you know, the songs are hard. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, but I like, I'm an advocate for timeless music. And I feel like that's where a lot of the good timeless music is on SoundCloud. Cause there's songs from 2016 that I could go on SoundCloud and play that still will get a whole crowd jumping, you know, mm-hmm. like their songs, you know what I'm saying? And like, for, to some people that may not seem like a long time, but like for nowadays, kids' attention spans are so short. If the song isn't hitting, it's not hitting, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. I feel like it's all about like the crazy 
snippets now. It's not about like yeah. lyrics. It's not about like rollout even. It's not even about like features now. It's really just about like again like your beats and then like what your what your like beat really sounds like. I feel like and again that that has to do with like your snippets and shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, and and to tap on how we how we're so deep into the SoundCloud scene, and I kind of hate to call it that, but like because it's all just music at the end of the day. It is, yeah. But um, how we're so it's just like we kind of always were. Like it's kind of like we started off in the scene, so we never really left. It, it was never like a you know, um, uh, SoundCloud's dead. I'm bye. Like we always like it's it's there's always music being posted there's always like snippets like i mean even to this day like manny will send me just random songs on soundcloud that have like four thousand plays but are absolutely amazing or just like like i mean the song may not be that good but the beat is insane or just things of that nature you know and it's just like um and they just pop up like it's literally just we'll be listening to an artist that we already listened to and then It'll just be in the recommended or we'll be just on SoundCloud and we'll just see an interesting photo cover and you click it and you're like, hmm. or you see a producer that we like, you know, it, it, it really just depends. It's just, it's one of many variables that just like it shapes how we uh, look at music and, you know, um, SoundCloud has one of the best algorithms for finding good music. Yeah. No, it's definitely true. And like, do you still listen to a lot of mainstream shit? With that being said, or do you like kind of? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like, it's 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 mainstream. Mainstream. Well, I hate to use that too because it's all music. Mm-hmm. But um, more popular music, uh, I listen to obviously. I mean, that's where some of my favorite artists reside in that genre. But you know, uh, at the end of the day, I like making timeless music, and um, you know, I, I know that as now that I'm in the music industry and I kind of see the behind the scenes, I know that people have to make their money. So I know what goes into these sort of songs. I understand why they're being made, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm an advocate for good music. And that's why, um, I don't know if you noticed, I'm not very active on Instagram. I'm not very active on my social medias. I steady tapped into the studio. Um, if I'm not at the studio, I'm learning more about music. I'm listening to music. You know, that's just like my thing. Like I, I live and breathe music. And uh, I just, I really want to make that big song. Not that big song, but that one song that people are going to remember. Like, you know. Yeah. And that's and that's where, that's that's SoundCloud is a big part of that. Because that's where people upload the songs that, you know, are only going to get 2,000 plays. But sound incredible. Mm-hmm. About the studio, like, you got any good stories of, like, I don't know, whoever you can tell really whatever good studio stories you have, and just like some raw sessions or um, funny shit happening in the middle of the sessions with like Manny or Supa or whoever, you know what I mean? Any of the artists that you've kind of been working with. Shoot. Studio stories, man, it, it's been getting pretty wild. Um, or it, it was really wild uh, when we were working on the album. Um, with Manny, uh, the, those sessions were pretty cool. Working uh, on Bet On Me? Yeah, working on Bet On Me was pretty, pretty crazy. One of the, uh, it, it's a crazy story. So one of the um, sessions, I actually, uh, like, completely destroyed one of the nicest jackets, like, I got 
Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really funny. When we were out in L.A., um, we, were, we were shooting the, uh, the Cadet music video, um, which is releasing soon. Um, uh, you know, I got some clothes, and I got me this nice jacket, really nice jacket. So, you know, we come back, and we were at a studio session, mastering Bet On Me, and, um, you know, I, I, it's, like, folded up on the table or whatever, and there's a candle lit. And um, so I turn my back to go into the other room to get some water or whatever. And I walk back in and like my jacket's like on fire. And like, Damn. just like, I literally don't know how it happened. But like in less than a second, there's just a fat ass hole burnt in my jacket. Damn. But it's cool though, because um, my, shout out my mom and my sister, um, they patched it up. So I have like a custom Supreme jacket now because... <laughs> You know, my OG and my little sis, they, they hooked me up. That's crazy. And, like, um, what are some other stories you got? Shoot. Um, you know what's crazy? A lot of the songs that uh, were made, like, a lot of the sessions for the songs for Bet On Me were, like, literally just, uh, hey, dude, that beat's really cool. Let me rap on it. Mm, I don't really like that beat. I don't care what you got to say. Give me the beat. And then two days later, I have a song for Manny. Like, like mm-hmm. the sessions are really spontaneous and like they don't really happen, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, they're re- it's really just like, you know, it all goes back to like real music. Like, we don't, we don't, you know, let's book eight hours, go into the session, let's go into the studio, make these songs um and do that it, it all kind of just goes back to like you know you like when we're in the studio um we're there but for the most part we just like do we just either chill at the crib and make music there or you know that sort of thing so like mm-hmm. i don't know st- studio stories are like far in between and like the you know the stuff that i do have i I don't really want to disclose that sort of information. So yeah, no, yeah, obviously. Um, and wait, real quick, how old are you too? I forgot. This is super random to put this in right now, but um, how how old are you? Eighteen. Eighteen. Jesus, I, I thought you were a little older. Damn, that's crazy. Um, so did you? How have you been doing with high school? Like, have you been doing high school in in this with or nah? Like, with the research is not space. Uh, yeah. When it comes to that, I mean, I I kind of finish that like while ago it's just like all i did it i switched to online and um just kind of knocked it out from there i mean it was dealing with school and 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 that whole thing like i kind of saw what happened with my friends and that and like um i don't know it didn't really it i would say like it i wouldn't say it never works out but it's always like it's always on the back burner. Like music is always no, the, yeah. the for the, the 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 first thing that 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 you know you're you're thinking about, and like that's that's what it was for me when I was in school. So I immediately, as soon as I had the chance, switched to online school and just went from there. Yeah. I couldn't going to to waking up super early to go to a place that you don't want to go to, doing stuff that you don't want to do, just dealing with people that you're not going to talk to in the next two months like it's just all cap and all i wanted to do 
And all I ever wanted to do was make beats, make beats, make music. That's literally like my driving force. <laughs> so and that dealing with people who, who don't care about you and don't, you know, like all that, all that stress and that just threw it out the window. Online school, got it done, call it a day. It's, I just want to make music. No, I feel like with a lot of like the younger producers that are in that like high school bubble that are trying to again like make these twelve hour everyday sessions happen in Los Angeles and be mobile and like pop out to different cities and sets and all that. Like the online classes thing was a huge assist to that because you could you know check in virtually. You know, I know being in college right now, like yeah, it's tough trying to balance both things. You know, and yeah, like with the high school part, like I was interviewing, I don't know if you've heard of JJ turn me up. He, he works with, um, he's worked with like Yak Gotti and chase the money. He's, he's like a producer. He makes loops too. And he's same, same yeah, situation. Right. You know what I mean? Same exact situation yeah. in terms of like, ah, uh, okay. Like it makes way more sense to just be online. Cause it's like my availability can kind of change dramatically in terms of like where I can pop out to and like where I can be present at, you know? Um, but I want to take it back a little bit to music and I wanted to kind of like ask you about like future goals and like, you know, we're kind of like halfway through, uh, 2021, like when this airs too, we'll still be around that same point at like halfway through. And I wanted to kind of pick your brain about like some goals, um, some accolades yeah. maybe you want to kind of hit by the end of the year, um, and what those are. Um, yeah. Goals, um, for hmm, I don't really like talk about them to be honest. I I really keep a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, I'm not one to like. Uh, I don't want to seem like you know whatever, but like I'm I'm really like a uh, let's talk about it, let's do it type person. Like you know, like um, I'm I'm very like just kind of like a go getter. So like if I I can talk about a thing and be like, you know, yeah, I have this, but um, I'm more of the type to just be like, you know, I want this and I'm going to go do it and I'm, and I'm just going to do it. But if I were to say some goals or some things that I have been uh, focusing on, most definitely is um, getting this, 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 these next few projects out with, uh, with Manny. Um, I'm not sure if, uh, what you guys talked about, but you know, I do know that um, we have some, insane music coming um a few new projects i have a project that i'm working on as well um and uh you know i just really want to like get as much music out as possible because uh i feel like everything is starting to open back up again and you know especially since there's going to be festivals and whatnot um i'm super excited for all that so i know that um you know everybody's gonna be out and about and running around doing their thing so i just want to have music out and ready for people to just be vibed out to and just having a good time to while they're uh you know re-enjoying the world again i guess yeah let's i'll kind of bring that up actually because you know how long were you making music and um and stuff before like when the pandemic started and really hit in march of 2020 like i shouldn't say it started but like when it when it really like reached the united states and was bad in march of 2020 like how long were you making music for um so, so you're saying like when when the pandemic hit, how long was I uh, like making music and and, and right? Uh, yeah, that that whole time, like this that whole time, 
up until now, like literally, like I have not stopped. Oh no, no, I, I know. But like, what was it like? What I basically what I was getting to is like, what was it like when the pandemic hit? Like, what kind of went through your mind oh, as like a smaller artist okay, being okay, like, okay, okay. oh shit, yeah, like yeah, this yeah, pandemic yeah. just like is slamming shit up again. Like the Future King song was kind of jetting at the time too. So like, what was it like again? Just like when that pandemic hit you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. No, it was it was really crazy because like you said, three was going crazy and like we really couldn't um do much. Like it was it was kind of like like a like just a oh shit like no more performing, no more going to studio late night, no more key deep music sessions with hella artists. None of that. Everybody's and it was the start too. So like. Not the start, but it was like the, when it got really, really bad. So, you know, people were like hoarding stuff and all the riots and everything and mm-hmm. all that craziness. So it was really everybody was in the crib. And um, pro tip, as a producer, sending emails doesn't always work. It's the number one way producers get um, like songs out and it works. But... I'm an advocate for being in the studio with an artist when I make the song because they can be honest with me and tell me, I don't like the way that clap sounds. I want that lead taken out. Take that open hat out. You know, I can like actually make the song with the artist. Yeah, you can kind of actually be the full form of an artist that you are too because I mean, producers are artists too. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, I, you know, artist, composer, I mean, like, as a producer, you have um, so much power over um how a song comes out because you know you at the end of the day what are people what are people uh bobbing their heads to what are they like when they nod their heads when they make that stank face what are they making that stank face to do the beat exactly when that 808 comes in and it hits super hard that's what people are like yeah like okay you know like even even a song that's not that good lyrically People still gonna bob their head because the beat is going absolutely insane. Right, right, man. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy because it's like I feel like with music, like I was saying earlier, like is really about like what you're using in beats now. It's not about like lyrics per se. You know what I mean? Maybe with specific genres in rap, again, it's a big genre. But like, I feel like what really is catching and like what really is like a real chunk of the game right now is people just hopping on crazy beats, bro. And like really kind of experimenting with different sounds, different patterns and like different 808 drops and shit. And like, that to me is super raw. It's like a fan of people who like put so much time into making sure their beat, the beats are a hundred and like a fan of just producers in general, like that shit has me really geeked up. But I want to kind of spin it now to tie the kind of talk about like some personal shit i mean producers spend hella time in the studio you again like you just made a really raw point about talking and, and working with like artists in the studio versus like ah oh, yeah i'm gonna just email you these motherfucking beats you know what i mean like not nah, like really yeah. locking in and being like authentic with that creation of this track um yeah, 100%. you know how how much has that been like when you first started versus where you are at now how much harder or easier was it? You know what I mean? Like, um, shoot, I'd say uh, now it's a lot easier because I'm a lot more comfortable in the studio, um, and I'm a lot more like, um, I don't know, I, I kind of know who I who I am as a person now. So like, it's way easier for me to get into a studio and be like, okay, 
you like that cool let's make this um but before it was really just like i would get in and i'd be super nervous first because like i'm i come from an era of producers that sent emails and posted youtube beats so i was never in a studio i was always just the one kid behind the laptop or behind the see that's the thing i didn't have a laptop i had a desktop so i couldn't even go to the studio mm-hmm. because I, I didn't even have a laptop like i that fun fun fact i made three vets i made pong i made i made band-aids i made a bunch of many songs on a desktop computer that no longer works but um yeah like i, I couldn't you know go to the studio so it's just just trapped and they create and that's just kind of how i got started that's wild man mm-hmm. and uh yeah like and kind of transitioning into the studio was really hard because um to be honest that's what freddie helped me out with a lot too that's one thing they don't teach you in music is like studio etiquette it's like it's a uh it's it's um it's a it's a small thing but very very important it's just like knowing how to carry yourself knowing how to um you know and obviously just seems like just back normal be cool but like some people really don't get that or understand how to do that and um yeah like like i said like at first it was very just um nervous like oh hi my name is rob blah 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 blah, blah. um oh you don't really fuck with this oh okay let's try and make something else um but now it's really just like you know what's good i'm trying to get become cool with you per on some personal shit before we even try and make music because if i get to know you as a person we can easily just bounce ideas back and forth mm-hmm. instead of it being like i don't really like that i had and then it coming off like weird or whatever but if i just know that when i talk to this person that's how they talk or like that's just how they that's just how they move around then it's just like okay whatever but you know if you're just working with someone on some instantaneous just let's just hop in the studio i don't know who you are but we're just trying to make music it's going to be kind of hard to collaborate um easily so anytime that i'm in the studio with an artist i always try to like talk to them get to know them you know that sort of thing like where are you from? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, how did you even get into music? Do you like producing? Do you play the game? What animes do you watch? That sort of thing. Just like trying to actually get to know them as a human um, just makes creating so much easier. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, you mentioned anime. And I was going to ask you, like, you're busy as hell. You're in the studio a lot. Um, what do you kind of do besides music? You know what I mean? Like, what kind of other hobbies you got? What what other activities you be on that's not like, all right, I'm making loops today and beats for like 12 hours for Manny or whatever? Oh, my God. Trust me. I'd be in the studio making beats 12 hours for Manny. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, when I'm not just locked in, um, there's literally like four things I do. Play Apex Legends. Um, shoot, watch YouTube. Um, cause I'm a, I'm not, I'm a, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm not a big, please pass that. Thank you. Uh, I'm not a big, uh, like movie watcher. Like I watch movies in theaters, but obviously with the pandemic, I ain't been to no theaters. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like I said, not a big movie watcher, but I do play a ton of Apex Legends, ton of Warzone. Um, and, uh, one of my favorite pastimes is cooking, to be completely honest with you. I love Shit. cooking. Okay, so what can you cook? Um, 
I'll make a mean lobster mac and cheese. Ooh. Okay, so you're not fronting at all, because like, well, first of all, I'm from the East Coast. Lobster and seafood out here is questionable for me, because it's like y'all aren't on the ocean. You have a lake. Uh. Well, so. see, that's the thing. I know how to cook seafood really good because I'm. Another surprise. I'm not from Chicago. Oh, so where are you from? Um, I was uh, born and raised in Louisiana. Wow. So when did you move out here? Well, that kind of always, I was always out here, mm-hmm. to be honest, because okay. my dad is from here oh, and my okay. mom is from Louisiana. So my, I have grandparents in both places. So I would come stay up here with my grandparents, stay down there with my grandparents and just kind of you know, go back and forth. Okay. Um, but th- that's the food in Louisiana trumps damn near every food place in in Chicago, like it's kind of insane how good the food is down there. Yeah. Okay. So I've never been. I've heard obviously great things about, and they got oh, they got Gulf food. They got real seafood down there. So yes, um, that's where it comes from. Because I was like, dude, you're you're hitting me with some gourmet lobster dishes, mac and cheese. <laughs> you know, people out here were like, yeah, man, we got uh, what's the fish everybody cl- like clamors on about out here? That's just like not appealing. Uh, uh... Oh my god. Flounder? I think. Like just some shit. It's like not it's like freshwater fish. It's not saltwater fish. It's not like yeah. some haddock or something. And I'm like I don't I don't know. I'm not like when I come when I'm up here, I don't eat fish. <laughs> yeah, right. Well that's cool. I never knew that you were uh you were from Louisiana either. And um what what else can you cook? Like what are some other like favorite dishes Shoot. you cook? Um, like anything. Like I make really good like Mac is my favorite thing to cook, but I love just like pastas in general. Um, like making like uh, fettuccine alfredo, uh, making like pasta, like pesto pasta, uh, making like uh, hamburgers, making like lasagna, mm-hmm. um, chicken. Like I don't know anything. Like literally, you give me seven ingredients, and I'll find something to make with it. Like that's just kind of like my mom. That's just kind of how my mom raised me. Like we had we had a garden, and um, you know, we had only so much in the refrigerator. So you go outside, pick your tomato, pick your basil, um, and chop it up. Um, you know, you grab your you grab your ground turkey or whatever. Whip up some whatever whatever you want to whip up, or make some hamburgers or whatever. But um, I can most definitely like if you give me a kitchen, I can come up with something. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's really raw, man. Um... Like so, when did you? So you probably started cooking when you were really young. Then, if your mom was like, and you had the gardens and stuff. I've been cooking since I was like one. Damn. <laughs> so, do you do you cook meals yeah. for like long ass studio? Like for those twelve hour days, are you cooking meals or are you Uber eats and? Oh uh, no, I shoot. I should, but I'd be like, I'd be so tapped in. Yeah. Right. I'd be so tapped in. Literally, like, uh, it it just be. Wingstop, or oh um, oh, there's just hey, I'm I'm putting I'm putting everybody on this place that we that we go to, chicken fried. We go to this place called Chicken Fry. Is is about this place called Fort Knox Studios that we work at? Yeah, yeah, I think I've been there honestly because um, I've been to Fort Knox a few times and we've gotten yeah, cooking, so it might you know have been there. Trust it's it's. Slaps. In LA, this is super random, but in LA, have you been to uh, Dave's Hot Chicken? No, but we 
Bro. I swear to God, we drove past that. Bro. That like the smells that was erupting nah, from that you need place. To go, man, you need to go. Stop. Every, like when you go out there, bro, you need to you need to drive by again. You need to find parking. Everyone needs to get out of the car, and they need to pay the thirteen bucks it costs for that chicken. You need to get it mild, and you will thank me later. It is so good, bro. It is probably the best like, pieces of chicken I've consumed in my lifetime. Um, if you had to pick though for Chicago chicken, like where where are your spots? Like where are you going? Type shit. All right, I'm probably gonna get a lot of backlash for this. But I'm not gonna cap. The places that I go to for Chicago chicken is Raising Cane's. Bro, no, no. I don't no, go to. No. I don't go to. I don't go to. I don't go to Harrow's. I don't go to Uncle Remus. Like those. That's second and third options. If I had, Beans? if I have, uh, yes. Bro. If I have the option, if I have the option, I'm going to Raising Cane's. No cap. Bro, I'm gonna check in with your friends more and make sure you're getting better chicken than that. I, like, bro. <laughs> Canes makes me sick, bro. Canes makes me want to hey, fucking hey, puke, hey. dude. I feel the same way when I see uh, chicken doused in uh, mild sauce. So I don't trust use me. sauces on my shit like that. I use okay, flavors. Okay, so you're smart. You're smart. Okay, good, good, yeah. good. Because like that's the thing. Like I, and it's not like I don't like Uncle Remus or I don't like Harold's. Like I love those places too. Because like I'm, I, I'm here too. Like I'm, I'm in Harold's plenty of times. I had Harold's today. <laughs> no, yeah, literally, but I'm also, you gotta understand, I'm born, born and raised in Louisiana, and that's literally all, like, the type of chicken that we had down there was mm-hmm. raising canes, and then, like, just, like, chicken places, but, like, all the, the mom and pop chicken places just aren't good, so just, like, raising canes is just what we have, so that shit is just in my DNA, um, shout out canes, but, you know, <laughs> that is I, so uh, funny. No, I like. I'm not gonna lie though. If I if I'm gonna go to Harrow's, I'm definitely gonna get me like three piece pepper. Dude, besides their chicken, their mac no, and mild. cheese is also Hot so sauce. good, bro. Yeah. No, the mac and cheese definitely slaps. Bro. I'm a big. I'm a. I don't know. I'm a big cheese fan. So anything that has cheese in it, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a fuck with it. Damn. And you. You also mentioned you play uh, Apex. I don't really play Apex too much. But I have played Warzone. Um, I'm fucking terrible at it. But no, I see. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I don't play the game that much, bro. Like I yeah. play those games when I do have time. But like, you know. Well, I remember I go, like, everyone used to play MW3. Everyone used to play Black Ops 2. Black oh Ops, yeah. Like I mean, zombies. Yeah. Oh, but like once those, once that era, like Black Ops 3 came out, I think it was, and like Ghosts. Like once those two games started coming out, and like they, you know, COD just rolled out four like loaded diapers of shit games. I like tuned out big time. And my homies, like, they, they play. So I, like, try to pick it up. And, like, for me, bro, it's, like, I'm so busy. I try and play video games and, like, unwind with it. And, for, like, and Warzone just be way too competitive. Like, everybody's sweaty as fuck. So I'm just like, all right, bro. Yes, I'm good bro. on this one. Like, um, what's your KD, though? Like, let's see how good you are. Yeah. No, 100%, bro. Like, I'm, I'm in the same way. Like, when it comes to video games, I don't play that much. Um, so when I do get the chance to play them, I try to play the games that I'm good at. So like, yeah, like I'm, I'm showing that I'm not that good at Warzone, so I don't play it that often. Yeah, do you don't? Do you have like a super high KD or no? No. Yeah. Okay. So, so we'll leave that in the We'll leave it in the no. drafts. Um, what <laughs> what system? What system are you using? Are you like one of these PS5 people, or did you get like the 
the Xbox like data machine? Like what 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 like <laughs> systems are you on? I can't even keep track um, of them all anymore. No, nah, I hear you. I'm on the uh, I'm on the Xbox side of things, but uh, I have both. Um, but I just I don't know. I prefer. I just like the Xbox interface. I just like I've always been an Xbox head, um, but I do have a love for PlayStation because um, that was like the first console I read. Uh, my dad got me a PS three, uh, like the George Foreman. The one that looks like a George Foreman grill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the really fat one that can play uh, PS2 games. And that was my childhood. Yeah, <laughs> God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Metal Gear, um, all the go-to games. Uh, but then I got an Xbox 360 and never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you say, so basically you have the, both the PS5 and the new Xbox? Yeah, my oh. uh, my dad wanted the PS5. True. And uh, so. Yeah. Like, I barely play anymore. Like, I really only play like a five games i play fortnite i play 2k i play fifa madden and like yeah maybe i'd pick up warzone like once in a blue moon you know what i mean yeah yeah i, I literally play warzone apex and 2k yeah. <laughs> every once in a while but i don't really play the game oh and i, I play super smash too super smash bros um yeah bro I was uh, gonna that's, ask, that's manny manny be telling me he plays that shit and he's he kicks everyone's ass so manny manny is Manny is one of the best Super Smash Bros. players I've ever seen in my entire life, and it's actually insane. Like people were like, you know, like, oh yeah, bro, I'm good at this game, and they're like mildly good, like blah 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 blah. But like, Manny's actually like a tryhard. Like he's actually <laughs> good as fucking Smash. It's, it's insane, um, and like, you know, anybody that challenges him is gonna have a um, fun time losing. <laughs> Well, shit, what are you going to be on uh, once we, like, wrap up the interview and shit? What's, like, in the car for you for the rest of your day? Shoot. After this, um, I'm with Manny right now. We're probably going to go to the studio and make some beats, make a song, probably. Um, I have to wrap up some another beat pack. Um, I got some, some more content coming out soon that I have to finish working on. So, you know, just to... Shit, who's, who's in there with you? Who's in there with you? Uh, it's me, Manny, uh, credit right now, and credit right now. Oh, bad. Get, let them, here, have them make a cameo, because I'm at, like, the end here. I got nothing left, though, so if they want to say right, what's well, good here at the end, have them say what's good. Yo. What's good? What's up, bro? Yeah. Uh, long time no talk. You're making a, you're on Raw's podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I feel like I was just in this situation. Yeah, right. We, yeah, for real. And, like, what, credit's in the background there somewhere, too? Yeah, he's he's right here. What's good, bro? Say what's up? What's up, bro? How you doing? Good, man. Good to see you or hear your voice. Hope you guys are doing well. So, you what? You all three of you are hitting a session tonight? Probably, to be honest. Oh, that's yeah, cool. that's cool. Um, well, shit. This goes to show. This goes to show that we are always like on some some sort of studio. Some like I'm with. Yeah, I'm. You can ask Manny. I'm almost with him every day. It's kind of scary. It's the daily move, man. It's the daily move. Yeah. But um, I, again, I don't got much else for you. Um, so if you just want to like plug, you know, where people can go listen to your music, A and B, like if they want to follow you on social media, um, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Pride at P R O P R O D dot R A. Um, Follow me on SoundCloud if you want. I have YouTube as well at Pro Rock. 
Um, bet on me out now on all platforms. Go listen. Um, go run up. I need help. It's my favorite song on there. Great song. And got anything you guys want to say? That's my favorite song too. Yes, sir. Hey, go run up my new video. I swear, you know what I'm saying. Produced by these two goats. Yeah, <clears throat> that's just simple. All right. So. Thank you guys for listening to the Culture Capture Spotlight podcast. Um, all their links will be in the description below, depending on where you're watching this, or they'll be somewhere. Um, tune in next week for the next episode.